Welcome to the Die Hard Hoops podcast. Thank you for jumping in today. And I just want to talk a little bit about the NBA playoffs and my predictions moving forward as, man, this has been a very scintillating NBA playoff atmosphere. And the the play has not disappointed, although we have had a lot more teams get like just waxed, blown out. Um, but the reason for that is because teams are shooting more high volume three. So just when you have that variable of um, shots being made for an extra 50% value when it's a three-point shot compared to a two-point shot, you have those cold nights, you're probably going to wind up on the wrong end of some ugly, ugly games. And if the other team is shooting a little bit better than normal, I mean, things balance out, things balance out. But the, the truth is, I mean, if, if you shoot a bunch of shots far away from the basket, you're going to have some of those nights where things aren't dropping and they are for the other team. And it takes away, you know, some of those possibly tighter games that we've seen, you know, really not even that long ago. I mean, you think of some of the slugfests that we saw, you know, even 10 years ago or so, you know, especially like some of those Boston Celtics, Los Angeles Lakers games and in 08 and 2010 and just some just defensive rebounding, just uh, the teams obviously even, even then weren't shooting very close to the amount of threes the teams are shooting today. So let's quickly go over this. Oh, and what Pat Beverly said about Chris Paul, and I'm not even a big Chris Paul fan. Um, but Chris Paul is one of the best point guards of all time. And what he said about Chris Paul, it was, it was obviously personal. It was out of line. I think it was unprofessional. And uh, so it's, it's just too bad um, by ESPN to, you know, even, even go that route. But uh, I know they got a lot of attention because they had a lot of people talking about it. And unfortunately that in a, Microscope is is one of the reasons why I don't love a lot of sports media out there is because it's more soundbite, grabby, just what, what's this thing that's going to get people riled up, get people upset, instead of actually talking about the game itself. And if you listen to, uh, if you listen to like JJ Reddick, who's been probably the best hire by. Um, ESPN and who knows how long he does a great job of breaking down the game he's teaching the game and he's giving you reasons why he believes what he believes based on what players can and can't do strategy of the coaches game plans uh, is super super detailed and that doesn't surprise me at all because his game was based on in many ways just outworking and out thinking the opponent. Um, so, I mean, he does a great job. Tim Legler does a great job. I think it's Chris Alexander uh, does a nice job as well, breaking down some of the details, specifics of the game. Um, tell he's super high IQ guy. So listen to that type of stuff. I mean, I'm not going to really talk about Pat Beverly any, anymore. I mean, it's, it's kind of silly. He's it was just out of line for what he said, I think. Um, nevertheless, it is the Golden State Warriors against the Dallas Mavericks. 
And as we dig into that series, I think it, it does help to have home court advantage. That's obviously plays a role. It's always played a role for the most part in uh, playoff series, but that gives the Warriors a slight edge. But the Warriors have been, I don't know, not quite themselves. I mean, really, if you think about it, since the beginning of the season, and that was even before they got Clay Thompson. I mean, Clay Thompson comes back, then Curry goes out, and Curry, although he's played well, hasn't been up to Steph Curry type standards. Clay Thompson, his movement ability isn't back. His, his shots, he's not able to get some of the separation on the shots as well. They're still trying to figure out how do they incorporate Clay with Jordan Poole. They're extremely small and more of a defensive liability than they have been in the past. And you think of some of those teams they had, you know, that championship team before Durant got there. I mean, they had Livingston out there. Uh, really athletic Iguodala out there that they were able to put out there. And they don't have those types of abilities anymore. Um, they're going to get headhunted on a lot of wall screens, a lot of isolation plays, and Luke is going to be able to carve up the defense. Now, the other thing about the Mavericks is I do know what I'm going to get from Dallas. And I try to stay away from picking a team that's really – little more ISO heavy and super reliant on one individual player because it, it just seems like that doesn't usually win you the whole thing. It wins you a lot of games during the regular season. It might get you to the second round, and in this case, the third round. But that doesn't win you the chip when you have one player doing all that work. But as I said with the Warriors, I have a lot of questions marks. I don't have any question marks about Dallas. I know what they're going to do, right? Brunson has stepped up. He's a nice second fiddle, being a primary ball handler as well. He can take some pressure off of Luca. Uh, Luca's size, at the very least, allows him to do some things defensively that you know a smaller player like a Pool or a Curry can't do. So yes, if he's not as quick with those puppies, he's still a, a big body. You know, and if he has to guard a big shoot he's as big as the bigs uh, on golden state and so that to me really gives an advantage to to dallas i know what i'm going to get luca could wear down listen everybody could wear down you know you got a lot of iso heavy listen curry's older he's he's running a million million miles in in some of these these games right so to be able to you know pick one of these two these two teams I mean, I just, I'm going to go on a limb. I'm going to pick Dallas. I'm going to pick Dallas to, to win this. I don't feel great about it. I could absolutely be regretting myself and saying, wait, the team with more experience, uh, champions on that team is Golden State. They have home court advantage as Golden State. They have more coaching experience with, with Steve Kerr and Mike Brown there. All those signs lead to Golden State. If both teams play to their absolute peak potential, I think Golden State has the higher ceiling. However, I think that Golden State also has the lower floor. And there's just more variables with how they've been playing. I think they can get picked apart, as I mentioned before, on the defensive end. Uh, yes, they're very smart. Draymond's very smart. And they do some of the pre-switching actions, which allow them to you know, not single out a guy like Curry or Poole quite as easily. But when you have, when you have a team that has multiple defenders that can really be picked on. It, it makes it really hard to, to do what you're trying to do 
uh, defensively and execute it. And it's, it's just interesting. And here's, here's where I may not be overthinking it. Dallas was one of the best teams in the league the second half of the season. One of the best teams the second half of the league. So it does make sense that you would pick them, which leads me into the Eastern Conference in Miami and the Boston Celtics. Now, I just feel bad anytime you run in the playoffs and you see teams that are injured. You know, it's like, yes, if John Morant was healthy, do I still think that the Warriors would win? Yes, I do. If Chris Middleton was healthy, do I think that Milwaukee would be able to beat Boston? Yes, I do. And, and so when it comes to those types of things, you just feel bad because man, you just want everybody to be healthy. But most of the time, you're going to have some type of injury that keeps somebody out. And that's almost part of making the run and winning the whole thing is that somebody gets hurt. And, you know, it's just kind of a little bit of rolling the dice. But with that in mind, Miami has home court advantage, and it's not much of a home court advantage because hardly anybody shows up to watch the Miami Heat games. I mean, it's crazy when I was watching one of the recent games. I was like, man, it's like half full in the lower bowl. It's it's sad. I mean, you got the number one seed in the entire conference, and here you are. Nobody's at the games. Um, so home court advantage, big-time advantage for Boston Celtics, one of the best home crowds in the entire league in Boston, basketball city. And they're going to be ready. My opinion, they got the best player in the series, which is Jalen Brown. Uh, Jimmy Butler's been playing fantastic. I like some of the things that they're doing uh, from the defensive side of the ball, but I don't trust them as much offensively as I do Boston. I think Boston has uh, just an offense that allows them to get scoring in some different ways, even though I know a lot of times it's just Brown and Tatum being able to bail them out in spectacular fashion. Uh, but I don't know if Miami has that exact same wiggle room. I mean, with with Kyle Lowry out, that puts everybody in a really tough position. Now, if Kyle Lowry was healthy, you say we got Kyle Lowry. We have Jimmy Butler. You got Hero. You got Adab- – I mean, Struess is playing great. Then maybe I would feel a little bit differently about this pick. Uh, but Miami's, it's going to be a dogfight. But I just think that getting this win over Giannis and the force that he is, I think it's going to do something for the Celtics. It's going to lift them up. And I don't know if that necessarily means they win game one, but I think they do win this this series. And we're looking at Dallas and Boston in the in the NBA Finals. Um, so let's say I'm going to go Dallas in six, and I'm going to go Boston in six. Those are my picks. All right, so we will see how wrong I am. The two teams that I picked to win it all were Phoenix over Milwaukee in the final. I obviously always say if healthy. And so I, I do feel really good about that original pick as far as Milwaukee going all the way to to the finals. If Chris Middleton was healthy, I don't 
it's, I mean, sure, he all he had to do was win one game. I mean, they lost in seven. So I think he would have turned the tide in at least one game. They would have beat Boston. I think they, I mean, they dismantled Miami last year when Milwaukee played them. I think they would have, um, you know, had a little tougher time this year, but I think they would have overcame them. Uh, but the Phoenix thing, I have no idea what happened to Phoenix finals last year. Yeah, they beat up some banged up teams along the road, but hey, there's a, everybody else was banged up. Somebody had to make it out of the West, and it was them. It was them for reason. A really good team. Best record in the NBA this year. I can't. I just can't believe this. What what happened happened. I mean, it, it was uh, dismantling is a kind way to put it, and I just thought that they had the things defensively combined with the systems in place offensively, that that wasn't a team that was going to go out like a fart in the wind. And they did. And it was extremely surprising, disappointing. You know, that was my final pick. But at the same time, not disappointing from I'm excited to watch this basketball. And, and Luca is a big-time talent. Some people were comparing him to Harden. I, I, I don't see Harden. I see I see more of a, a LeBron-type person. Yes, sometimes Luca will do the stationary dribble between your legs three times in a row uh, step back, but he's much more LeBron-ish with his willingness to, to give the basketball up at certain times. Like Harden was known for dribbling for 20 seconds and then passing it to somebody and they shoot it, and you do that enough times, you're going to get your assist, but... Um, as far as like truly, you know, getting the basketball up, getting other guys involved at the same time, being able to score is something that Luca does similar to, to LeBron. Um, both have the size, both have the strength. Uh, LeBron obviously was crazy athletic in his heyday, um, but much more similarities there. Uh, both prefer going left as well, um, which is which is interesting, but uh, also common for most right-handed players who like to shoot it going left. So anyway, enjoy the Western and Eastern Conference Finals. I can't wait uh, to to get there and, and watch this this game one. It's going to be sweet. Thank you for listening to the Hooper's Edge podcast. Positive rating review goes a really long way. Get after it.